What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 92.3, and we're continuing and finishing the main story of Horizon Zero Dawn. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And Anthony. Hello. So. You finished it. I finished it. I didn't think I was going to, but I actually finished. I finished it about an hour and a half ago. No, no one thought you were going to. I'm pretty yeah. bad. There was zero <laughs> faith in you. Trust me. All three of us didn't think you would. Trust me. Ken sent me an email a couple of days ago saying, hey, uh, you still got two reviews that are like two months late. You mind, it makes you feel you mind a, getting those to me? If it makes you feel any better, so did I. Yeah. We've all been kind of... Life's been kind of crashing down. Anyways, speaking of the apocalypse, let's talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, no kidding. So the the last thing we left off with was uh, Lance Riddick, uh, Silence is his name, um, has tasked us with basically figuring out the history of this world. Uh, we found out about what happened, the big bad thing that happened, which was there was some type of glitch or uh, coding was wrong, and unfortunately we have become so reliant on machines and robotics to do everything for us, uh, including military service, uh, they have now became... It's not even necessarily self-aware, it's more just hostile right yeah well i think there's different parts of it there's there's the the ais and then there are all the rest of the robots so the the robots are hostile and not smart not aware but the ais are by any by any definition of an ai they are self-aware well, the issue is, is that none of these, I don't think we ever, it, it, during the end of the world, um, they never dealt with a, a self-aware hostile AI. It was always just the robots turned against humans, but in kind of like a primal way. Like it was the, a glitch in the system where everything was a... Was the enemy? They take just yeah. biomass, wherever they can get biomass. Yeah, like it was just everything can be weaponized. Yeah. So it couldn't, I don't think it could determine friend from foe. Gotcha. Like it just, and it just didn't care because everything is potential fuel for destruction. So um, we also found out that there was this possible possible savior i'll put it that way and there's a possible savior to this crisis called zero dawn now that's all the information we were left with we have to figure out what zero dawn actually was so we have to travel to the facility where zero dawn was supposed to take place um so if the rest of this game is basically going mission to mission Quest to quest for me, at least. Yeah, it's it's fairly linear as far as the story goes. Certainly. Yeah, uh, definitely straightforward. And I think part of that's because I'm trying to get this game done. So side stuff, I don't have time for you. You know, like the only side stuff I did 
the rest of this playthrough was go get the power armor or yeah not it's not called power armor it's it's power core like something weaver yeah there yeah. you go i i'm going to be honest with you for the most part like once you start getting into the and i i think i called it like high science fiction or something like that um it's like once you start getting into the that science fiction portion of it it's really hard to do anything to do with the fucking people in this game yeah the, the I don't care it, about like, the tribes. Imagine, imagine playing Fallout, but then you're talking to people from Elder Scrolls. It doesn't really flow that well, you know, because yeah. it's like, well, you feel like you're from the future at this point, and it's not just because of the abilities you have, but just the knowledge. Yeah, but it's like the reverse. You feel like you're from the past, and everything else is kind of inconsequential, and that actually comes up later on. Like, people are, like, you know, people are worshipping this machine. Aloy's like, it's a freaking machine, guys. You don't have to worship it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it all comes kind of full circle. I actually I enjoyed that part of the story. In fact, the whole mystery of learning what happened in the past was fascinating to me. So so let's go from the beginning because there's a couple of things I want to cover. You just played through it, so you'll be able to lead us through it a bit better, I think. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my track record for remembering stuff, even if it happened a couple of days ago, is not very good. But um, we go to the Zero Dawn facility, uh, which is it's right after the uh, the grave grave horde grave horde. Now, this is the one that has all the... This is the one that's been blown out, right? No, that's the one after. Okay, so we are in the mountain? Yes. This is when you when you meet okay. Hades before this, right? We didn't do the part where you talk to Hades. Yeah, yeah, where you run into Hades right. at the bandit camp. The next, that that yeah. was the first thing we did. The, yeah. yeah, the first thing we have to do is... Is disrupt all of the 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 eclipses communications. Uh, what they've done is basically hijacked a uh, tall neck, and are using the tall neck to project their focuses uh, social networking. So uh, we need to. I thought you were going to say social distancing. Social distancing. Um, because there is this hard virus in the future. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah. So we have to go to basically the, the, the shadow cards place They're They're, I, I guess it's, it's pretty big. You might as well just call it a city. They've got an arena in the middle of it. Um, but yeah, we have to do that. I had to disrupt that. Uh, I forgot, man, I, I, see, there you go. I forgot about this part. I, I don't forget the boss fight. But... Right, so this is the part where you go in and the archives are wiped? Uh... At one point, yes, this is where the archives are wiped. So you go no, in this and... Is, this is, the archives are wiped at the mountain that has the, the no. gash in it. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure this is not where? You, um, oh God! What 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 God is it that it's named after? Um, 
they all have names after like Greek gods, and I can't remember what the the library of mankind is called. So here's here's what we had to figure out. So the first thing we do is we 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 turn off the the telecommunications. And that's that's at the Shadow Carja place. No, that's at the bandit camp in the mountains where they have the tall neck. That's right. Then we go to the Shadow yeah. Karja. Then you go to yep. the the Shadow Karja Arena, which is now well the Karja Arena, which the Shadow Karja are now at because they have been, they have ostracized themselves from the city because they don't believe in the same thing as the current Sun King. Sun King. Yes. So this is where they used to hit fights against each other. Um, so yeah, and unknown to them, yeah. there is a base. A ancient base underneath the city. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I was getting those two mixed up. So, when we destroy the telecoms, we actually talk to Hades. Hades I thought that was really cool. Yeah. they they Hades recognizes us, and through black and red strings that are... I don't know what that is. What are you? What sorry? What? Yeah. So basically, well, anytime there's the corruption, right? Yeah, there's the, the black and red when Hades is controlling ah, something, yeah. and then and when like, we control it, it's like black and blue. blue? I yeah. think I think that's just a it's because at one point that stuff kind of just flies around like magic. Yeah. And while I'm not a fan of that because I don't think it needs to be shown visually, I think it's just their visual representation of code being sent out. I, I think that's it too. Yeah. But the thing is, is it seems like people can see it, and that's really annoying. <sighs> yeah, it, 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 it's hard to say. I kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt, but like, um, y- yeah. So yeah, uh, going into Hades recognizes Aloy, sees it as the the alpha threat. And wants to eliminate it. Yep, and I, I consider that kind of simple but effective. You already knew you were kind of Hades was your your enemy, but this you know this point where you interact with him here clearly sets up that that's what you're going for in the rest of the game. Yeah, and that's kind of the the all seeing eye of Sauron. Yep. Um, you've got other villains in here, but that's the one that matters. Um, unfortunately, uh, when we go to the Shadow Karja city, um, we, uh, are tasked by Silence to go underground. Um, and in here, this is, is this one of the, the Greek God facilities? Yes. Yes, it is. It's Apollo. Apollo. Gotcha. So Apollo... I, I I don't remember when it happens exactly, but the idea of um, Horizon Zero Dawn is that am I jumping ahead here? You, or you are jumping I, ahead, so we get a glimpse of what what but it's later on in this facility that yeah. we find out what Zero Dawn is for, right? Because we find that out before we go to the mountain. So Zero Dawn is. <sighs> Zero, Basically, Zero Dawn is the elimination of humans. 
Well, no, intentional zero, elimination. Zero yeah. Dawn is not the so it is. Um, they have it. They have they have an equivalent phrase. Uh, what what is it? Zero dusk or something like that. That is the. Uh, they had a phrase for it where basically these robots are going to wipe out everybody. There is no way around it, and it's going to wipe out all life. Like it's going to ruin the world, but. At some point, those robots will stop working because there's going to be nothing to feed off of. And at that point, this AI they called Gaia is going to repopulate the Earth, not only with humans, but with animals and trees and plants and everything. It's, it's, they are, so not only are they, they taking all the genetic code of everything that they possibly can, they're making an AI that does it. This is all in like a very short period of time because the robots are just constantly ramping up. Um, the idea is to get all the smartest people to work on this, so they put them all in this facility. And then uh, at one point, Gaia will just make humans and they'll have all the knowledge of humankind because it'll all be documented into a portion of Gaia, the AI, called Apollo. And underneath the ruins, you find Apollo, and there's nothing there. Nothing. It's all these archives are just there's nothing in them. Uh, there's supposed to be hard drives and hard drives worth of just everything that's ever happened, and it's not there. Yes. So, and that was walked... Pharaoh that deleted it. Well, we haven't gotten to there yet. That's in the uh, cradle or whatever it's called. Yeah, the big where, where Gaia was created. Created. Yeah. So so in this facility you walk through and that's also where you find out like about Zero Dawn and this Gaia project. Um and uh, I'm sorry, I'm kinda just going through um and then this is where uh, Dr. Sobek is um, for a while. Yeah, I kind of like the whole the way they laid out. Like, there's there's Gaia, and it, they're clear that like there's all these different subsystems. One's gonna, you know, one's the knowledge repository. One's the terraforming activities. Right. Um, you know, and so, this whole system is you know is clearly laid out. Like it, it's a it's a long shot, but it's the only shot essentially. Yeah, yeah and and let me just pull that up because it is there, there is it is far more interesting than than uh, just like. I'm trying to figure out where each part of it is. So, um, so we need to we need to establish something. Like I, I mean, I'm sure anybody who's listening to this has played the game, but essentially, the robots aren't just going to kill humans and maybe animal life and stuff like that. They're going to ruin the earth to the point where if you walk outside, you immediately die. Yeah, because the idea is that like they can like, and you'll see this like it's shown later on in the games. They don't just pull life from people. They pull life from every. They pull. It's not when they say biomass. They mean anything that's living is killable. Yeah. It'll yeah. be dirt and stone and robots. Yes. Um, so because got... not only do they use it for fuel, they literally tear apart the atoms to rebuild and build more robots. It, it just keep producing robots as long as it has anything it can pull from. Right. So and they, they never did explain exactly what triggered that glitch. 
right? Because no. they, I, I think it was it was engineered to have biomass consumption as a way, you know, as a as a standard function, as a way to, you know, re- regenerate batteries or you know repair damage. You know, it, it was a it was a normal function, but whatever flipped it to go into overdrive that caused this problem was never really explained. But they only said that. You know, humanity has 15 months left, and it would. This glitch is so complicated; it would take us 50 years to decode it, and you know, to, we just won't make it. I'm pretty sure and it was it, the glitch started whenever they started manufacturing robots for the military. It only answers to itself. That's that's the key thing. It's like there is. Yeah. It does not have to answer to anything else. So, um, I have the list. Is so Apollo is the. Um, AI that had all the data in it, and that is now wiped out. Um, Hephaestus, I believe, is the terraforming one. Um, do, 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 do. See, this is the problem with all the... They didn't go deep into some like, of them, so I, I assume they, they, Poseidon they, yeah, would be the um, water. Aether, Aether is, was supposed to detoxify the atmosphere. Um, Artemis was... Uh, had to introduce animal life back in. Um, some of these are apparently inside uh, Frozen Wild, so I won't dive too deep into them. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Demeter was uh, the floral biosphere. Um, uh, Ulithia, which is the human basis. Guy is the overarching thing. Uh, the, the key thing to note, though, more than anything, is that there was a failsafe, which is Hades. Yep. And if anything went wrong with repopulating the Earth, Hades would be activated to kill everything so it could start over again. Yeah, the reset button. thereby causing an issue because if a reset were to happen and everything's going well and here we are um the this is also around the time where like they are when we're going through this facility um we're learning about Gaia, but then you're seeing a little bit of like you are in there because you are trying to get a like the genetic code so you can access the door in the mountain. Yes. Um, but in this time, we also see that Elizabeth Sobeck is teaching Gaia to have emotion. Unlike, like, she is not is not just an AI, it is an AI that feels. And so, that becomes a little bit more important later on, but it, so it, it can make decisions based off of not just logic, but the right thing to do. Like, it has some moral sense. Right. So... And seeing as it controls all the other AIs, you know, maybe that's a good idea. Yeah. So what what ended up happening was um, throughout this, Aloy is constantly saying, "Well, 
so, so Elizabeth somehow saved us because we're still here. And it's slowly revealed over the time that no, <laughs> all life was wiped off from the planet. You guys are part of the rebirth. Yeah, like she kept saying, like, no, but, but Elizabeth won. You know, she was right. She saved us. You, I mean, she won the long game, but nobody won no. yeah. in the short term. But then if she was right, what happened to the arc? Like, why is why is society so set back? Like, why do we not have the technology? Like, why are we so set behind? Because, in theory, that we should all be fine. Like, we should have just kind of returned to being, you know, where we where, were. Where we were, yeah. Well. Then you get captured because yeah, they we storm the underground and then they throw you into combat. So. Yeah. Uh, we have to talk about that. We have to talk about the actual game, which, much like... I enjoy it better than Naughty Dog games, but much like the Naughty Dog games, they have great stories. But man, do I not really enjoy playing the game. So, this is the point where I went, okay, this is where this game, I feel like, became... Not that this particular portion, but there was a couple portions where I'm like... The the reason why this game was great was because I felt like everybody could approach it in different ways. And then as soon as you start kind of mandating how combat's going to happen, it doesn't offer those opportunities anymore. Yeah. So in this particular scenario, um, the bad guy that assaulted your tribe during the, um, what's it called? The The proving. Um, He has you in a cage. I basically told him to fuck himself, which is exactly how everybody should have responded to this. Um, (laughs) Anyways, uh, you start fighting a corrupted behemoth. behemoth. And I'm going to be honest with you, if you fight a normal behemoth in this game, it's a bad time. <laughs> but the corrupted one was harder. Yeah, um, way more aggressive. You have to have it knock down pillars, and then you get your stuff back. Um, and then you have to fight it. So and- let me ask you guys a question. During that cutscene with the, the the bad guy who killed uh, Rost, what's his name? It starts with a T, right? Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, that that dude, that, that guy, the, the bad guy. I'll just call him the bad guy because the guy is inconsequential. And when we get to it, I will say just how inconsequential he was. <laughs> um, so. He takes Aloy's focus and breaks it. Yep. Remind me, because I don't think it ever happened. Where'd she get another focus? Silence handed it to her when he rides in to save the day. Okay. See, I didn't see that as part. Yeah, he copied copied everything. Because he's always been watching her for a certain time, he just handed her copies. Like, I have access to them. I found them. Basically, I've been recording you all the times we've been talking. So, everything that you've seen. I've seen, and so here's everything you've seen back again. And and at least, I think the, it was an interesting way to take away everything from you for a short period of time, for like one fight. 
to hand it back to you because it made sense within the lore. Because he's, you know, he's been recording you. Yeah, yeah, he's the kind of guy that would do that. Yeah, so like I, I didn't mind that. I, I felt like that whole sequence, like the boss fight, like it, I didn't need all that stuff. But he then, then you are run off because after me, he saves the day and you meet with him for the first time. Uh, you have to go and save your village now, Drew. Here's where I knew you were gonna have a bad time. Uh, <laughs> when you were going to your village, how much did you hate it? You know what? I cheesed the ever-loving crap out of this. Did you just run through everything? I did run through most of it. I yeah, I ran I through did. everything and, and then got to that boss battle and then I just kept tying him down and beating the shit out of him. That's exactly what I did. Yep. I don't think you're supposed to fight everything there. No, I, I don't do, think so. I think you have to run. Like, if you stayed and fight, fought everything, like, holy shit, that is brutal. Yeah. It just kind of shows you the 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 very few, but the shortcomings in the combat because it's clear that they they wanted those action sequences, but then they were. It was also very clear that they needed you to have choice, and when they kind of put you into the well, you can't really approach us from any way but head on. It this game kind of falls apart. I'll be honest with you. The hardest part of this game for me was the boss fight in the arena with the behemoth. See, that was easier uh, to me than, I think, even the um, so, corrupted dragon thing that I can't remember what it is. The ice breather or fire breather. It's a nice one. So here. Anyways. So here's here's the reason why. I didn't know what to do with the behemoth. I tied it down. I hit it multiple times. I got it, you know, half health. And then it, like one hit from this thing would kill me. I'm, I was way low level at this point. And... I finally paused the game after dying about six or seven times and looked at, like, how do you kill the behemoth? And it said, use fire. I used my little fire slinger. Thing went down in, like, two seconds. And I was like, oh. Maybe I should use my But focus. you can get that if you scan it. Yeah, you can scan it, and it'll tell you what it's weak to. Yeah. The only problem is I didn't have my focus then. Yeah. Uh. Tough. Yeah. So yeah, that was the hardest fight for me. The rest of this game was a breeze. Like yeah, yeah. The last the last mission of this game was yeah. A it's joke. just long. It's just long. That's it. Yeah. So you fight the monsters up to the um, all mother, and yep. then you <laughs> you you. Go inside the mountain and everybody's in there, even though that one stupid fucking bitch that just has never been nice to you ever <laughs> is like, this is not allowed! Like, okay, well, you're a shitty leader. Anyways, uh, I walk up and um, she tries to stop me, because of course she does. And uh, I don't know what choices you made, but I was like, you are absolutely not going to stop me and I'd like to see you try. <laughs> I chose that option because I was like, I'm done with this. I'm done yep. with everybody. Fuck everybody in this fucking game. They're all assholes. Well, it's not even that. They don't matter. That too. The only thing um, that matters in this game is finding out what's going on. Well, that, but I meant like, but it felt like at this point, it felt 
in hindsight, as I say this now, it feels like I'm 16 and I just discovered atheism. <laughs> and I think I'm smarter than everybody else. Um, so you grew out a neck beard I, and know, got a uh, fedora on? You know, in hindsight, maybe this whole game is a little bit of that, right? Like, oh yeah, atheism, science, that's the real thing, m'lady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you enter, um, you enter the All-Mother, and uh, was anybody else super uncomfortable here? Because I, I, like, watching the holograms, I was uncomfortable. What do you mean exactly? <laughs> like, uncomfortable, not in a normal way. Like, uh, normally if I'm uncomfortable, it's like something that's disturbing, like really disturbing, but it's like, oh, they were being cared for by androids. Right. And these are people that, like, know nothing. Like, not, not like, they know absolutely nothing. So, like, even when you see that they're clearly adults, they still they are children. Yeah, and that was like that was that was jarring to me. And it's like, yeah, but the the AI is only doing what it can do because um, Apollo's down, and like, if you go down uh, into this area, you see that like uh, Apollo is not online like everybody was supposed to put on a focus and learn from computers and those computers never attached to anything and literally the only reason why people were sent out into the world is because they ran out of food yep and like that's a weirdly creepy idea like that's that's creepier than some of the stuff in fallout like in fallout it's like oh they were experimenting on people and stuff and like yeah that's disturbing but like in none of those games do they really ever send you out because they ran out of food. Like, oh, a water chip broke and we need it. But it seems to be like they they have infinite supply of materials. Like, this is literally like, you're fucked. Like, I, we're going to send you out into the world. It might be ready for you. It might not. But you have zero skills. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's weird. Like, that's uncomfortable to watch. These Like, you never know who those people are because they're long dead, obviously. Um, but it, it was uncomfortable to me because, like, it was like all these people are being sent to their death. Like, they obviously didn't all die, but, like, they, what skills did they gather from being in this facility? And they're, they're adults, and then you see the rooms they're being kept in, and it looks like kid rooms. Yeah. And they still have like children, like, too. And it's, that's kind of maybe i'm just sensitive to people with like mental disabilities and stuff but it kind of felt like you were sending out a bunch of people with mental disabilities to just fend for themselves and again it's not it's this horrible situation it's in also i think this is the part where it is made clear um you because you run into the gaia um hologram that is trying to send a message to elizabeth um that she is cloning elizabeth Sobek? Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Um, That's when you find out that Aloy is a clone of Elizabeth Sobek. So it was partially right. The time was right. Yeah, Yeah, uh, she was needed to do certain things. Well, it's mentioned mentioned in this. I couldn't remember what it was. So, um, basically, 
some kind of 19 years ago there was some kind of issue that happened uh we find out toward the end of the game but there was an issue that basically Hades was going to re you know start everything and Gaia was you basically creating its own safety protocol by saying, all right, I'm going to create another clone of Elizabeth and hopefully she can stop the reset from happening. Uh, and in doing so, she also sent a signal to where Hades was kept, which was that mountain that has the big crack in it. And 19 years ago, an explosion happened and cracked the entire mountain. And... While Hades was not destroyed, it was taken offline uh, and then moved somewhere else, basically where the the uh, the eclipse have moved it to. Oh well, no! So you are a little bit off with that. It was sent offline. Somebody turned it back on. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> and that's how Silence finds it. He sees it that it's online. I thought Silence was the one that turned it online. No, we'll discuss that after. I'm pretty sure he did say that, right? No, he he put it in the body. He put it in the uh, Reaper thing body. Oh. He admits to he admits to basically getting it to the point that it is now, but he did not turn it on. Oh, I thought he turned it on because he was, no, he was discovering he saw, stuff and he found Hades and was like, well, let's no, see what this he does. Found Hades, he found Hades and Hades was like, in some way or another, able to start giving him knowledge in return for what Silence knew. Okay. Well, anyway, Gaia essentially tried to destroy Hades. Uh, which is why the mountains like got a big crack in it. Yes, and then we go there. Yes, and wow, this is where we get some more information. This is where this game got really dark. Yeah, so uh, if of... it wasn't dark enough and, and abysmal enough <laughs> and just this horribly de- depressing yeah. enough, we it just gets worse here. However, I, like, got, like, a partial way into this, found the battery for the power armor, and left, and then came back. Yeah, yeah. I stumbled upon it. I was like, okay, I need, I know it's in here, but I'm just going to use a guide, and then I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're, oh, I just stumbled upon it way before I was supposed to. All right, well, I'm <laughs> going to get that now, then. I got it after the mission. Yeah, I got it after this mission. You don't have to fight in this mission, so... Well, going to it, you do. Going to it, you do. Uh, did you go to it before? No. You were supposed to... So I did. On the way up the mountain, you fight a storm bird, and that was the first time I had to fight one. Yep. And, boy, those are my least favorite enemy in the game, other than the um, invisible dudes. I never, ever ran into an invisible dude. I'm going to be honest with you, good for you. Those are the... They're not fun to fight. At all. And so, you already don't like the combat, so I can't imagine you enjoying it more. <laughs> to be honest with you, when I was going up this mountain, like, what is it called? The the Great Climb or something like that? or I can't remember, but um, the, when I was going up this mountain to get here, there was multiple times I had to fight stuff, and I was like, see ya, and just 
booked it to the next climbing section, they can't do yep. anything to me. So the only time I ever fought one of those storm birds you're talking about was at the very final mission. And I had I had an well, awesome weapon. Yeah, had an awesome weapon in my hand whenever I did it. So uh, yeah, so kind of out. This place is Silence Workshop. Make it to the top, and he's like, "Yep, this is where I set up my little home base." Uh, we'll get some more information from him after we go into this place. So going into it. Uh, the biggest thing we find out is that um, after creating Gaia and all these different systems, uh, they're holding a boardroom meeting and a holographic Pharaoh <laughs> um, shows up. And Ted Pharaoh's Ted just... At this point, it should be noted that you hate Pharaoh basically because he's... He's the whole way he's just been like, ah, it's not gonna work, even though he's the fuckhead that caused the problem in the first place. He just needed to fight Elizabeth on everything. Yeah. And so at this point, uh, there, we, before you hit this point, Elizabeth is not there because there is a problem with the seal on the door. And if the door remains open enough, the robots will find the people inside. So Elizabeth puts on a, like this, sort of like power armor thing and closes the door from the outside because to her purpose is done she feels like and she says i'm gonna go home and so the people inside are like what the fuck are we going to do so this is after you see this this or hear this hologram thing it's problem is sometimes it's holograms sometimes it's audio and i remember the audio more than i remember the visuals um Elizabeth says, I'm going home, and everybody else is like, oh my god, she sacrificed herself. So now they're in a boardroom together, talking about kind of what happened when Ted Farrow pops himself in. And you can tell he's talking to someone that is clearly some sort of AI, because he says to them multiple times to stop trying to hack into their network. Not now. And then he says, hey everybody, um... We're going to curse humankind if we just dump the knowledge on them. So I have erased <laughs> Apollo. Everything inside Apollo, all the work you've done is gone. Because I, one person, thinks that humankind is cursed with knowledge. The fuckhead who fucked up humanity is like, you know, let me, let me go for a two-pointer. Fucking, this prick, I've never hated someone in a video game you've never met before more. And, like, that's surprising. Like, that is a really well-done written character. Because I know you're not supposed to like him. But, wow. This dick. And then, he puts a cherry on top and kills everybody in the room by sucking the oxygen out. After saying, I'm, I'm doing this, actually, I've already done it. Yeah. It's done. There's nothing you can do to stop it. It's already happened. So, 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 this fuckhead, it, it's, it, it is not for, like, I'm sure with the amount of time that it's, like, he's probably dead, but, like, just in my theory, because, like, clearly they haven't announced a sequel, I wonder if he's still alive somehow. 
Like his his consciousness has been uploaded to something. Crazier shit could happen. I mean, they send out magic hacking, so like literally, it could be. But it, and we'll I'll get into the theory a little bit more after. But like, it is fascinating that this guy is talking to an AI. Like, clearly, it's not Hades. But it's like the person that he's talking to in the hologram never responds. You hear noises, like a machine noise almost, but you never you never hear or see the person he is talking to. And he is and this is kind of like he has some sort of weird like fascination with control, but Kent clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So like I don't know. There's something about it that rubs me the wrong way, and I'll, again, I'll get into it later. But yeah, you find out that he's the he's the reason why the world is like it is twice over. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say twice. <laughs> so not only did he make the robots that killed everything, he then fucked up society more. So here's where I'll come in and say I can see where this guy's coming from. <laughs> I no, I understand. I understand the. the I understand the concept because it is it is knowledge that put us in that posi- that problem position in the first place, right? Is that where you're going? Yes. However, you know what dug us out? That same fucking logic. Second, more. I'm sorry that you're the fuck up, but you can't use your mistakes to judge everybody else. And that's what he did. And yep. I realize I'm talking like he's a real person, and that's maybe a little bit too too engaged. But like, it's like it is like a politician going up there and saying, "Well, clearly, I fucked up on this thing, so no one can do this now." Like that is not how that works at all. You can't. Well, it's you also can't just, just a- remove the ability. Like, you know, it's like if you tripped and fell, like ah, no one can walk. Really? No, that was your fuck-up. Not anybody else's. Yours. You're the, ma- the guy that built the robots. You're the guy that dooms society. Other people, other people dug, the, dug us out of the fucking hole that you f- made. Like, they fucking fixed the problem. And what'd you do? You fucking put them right back in the hole. Like, you asshole. Like, you royal asshole. Like, it, it, is, it is like... I could totally see how this person exists because unfortunately they do, but like, oh my God, I've never hated anybody more, especially after that sequence. Like, well, we're going to do mankind. The knowledge is too much. Dude, you doomed mankind. And that's because you're a fuck up. That's because you didn't know enough. You had to ask for help to get us out of this mess. If you hadn't been such a prick the entire time, other people were trying to fix your fuck up. I'd maybe have some sympathy and agree with you. But, like, this guy is just a dick who thinks he knows better the whole time. And he knows he doesn't because he had to ask for help again. Like, it's just so fucking... He's such an evil prick. And it's like, I have to give them credit. They've made me hate this guy. And there's nothing you can do to hurt him because he doesn't exist anymore. Well, how about this? You can't have a holocaust if you go back in time and kill Hitler, right? That's really bad logic, and I don't know what the point you're making is. Well, it's (laughs) essentially the same thing. You can't doom mankind if they don't have the knowledge to do it. 
You, but, okay, but again, it's one, like, that's your, well, see, so, I understand that, I understand is that, that, that that's a logical fallacy, because you, it's, you're not going back in time. Do you think he it, thinks he's doing the right thing? Like, oh, I truly? Think, or do me? you, or, or, me or Drew? No, do, do you think, uh, Ted Farrow was no, doing no, the right me thing? No, or, or who are you addressing, though, is what e- I Either asked. of you, either of you. No. But I can see uh, where all I'm saying you is. You don't I think can he see, thinks he's doing the right thing. I can see where he's coming from. In um, his in his mind, he thinks that to make sure this doesn't happen again, we have to erase what we did. I So yeah, so he's the hero I, of the story. I, I, I'm not saying that. No, I, I, the hero of his story is yeah. what Matt's at. He, yeah, I, he's, I, he's, I, he's I, doing yeah. the right thing. Exactly. And that that's why it's such an interesting way to go about it because you can argue that the knowledge is what damned humanity just as easily as you can argue that it's the misuse of knowledge. Right? So I he, feel like can, it's I can I I feel like no matter like it felt like the person that needed to have the last word. It's, I don't yeah, know if he I, saw himself as a hero. I don't know, because I feel like... I don't think he saw himself as a hero. I think he saw himself as, man, I screwed up all of humanity. I want to make sure this doesn't happen again. So let me just you know, erase maybe, maybe myself that is, from maybe history. Maybe it is the right term. Uh, you know, like, does the bad guy see himself as the bad guy? I, I mean, probably not. Um, but I feel like this character... Like, it's weird, because the character... That with this much impact on the story that you never meet is not a super common thing, but it's like, you know, um, I don't want to dive into conspiracy bullshit, but it's like, you know, there's that uh, Gobleke Tepe or whatever in Turkey that's like super ancient that was just buried. And like, what benefit to society did did burying like a city or whatever it is, like um, it, it, it's this weird, like it's clearly man-made. Like, what what benefit to society did it, did it serve to bury knowledge? And do you really think you can just get rid of like if we got to that point? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it, it's the person that that he's the person that watches. Um, oh God. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and takes away the wrong message. <laughs> and I know that's a weird it's a weird reference, but I've talked to people and they're like, um, you know, it's about it's this nice thing about like being able to forget the painful memories. And I'm like, that is not the point of that story at all. It is if you don't learn anything, you are doomed to make the same mistake. And that movie literally ends with the main character meeting his love interest again, who have they have both had their memories removed. Of each other. And guess what? It, they're going to cause themselves the same pain again. Because you have to learn. Like, you don't... You learn through pain. And it's like, this is a person that doesn't want to learn anything. Because he doesn't see himself as the failure in this scenario. Even though he's had to help. And it's weird, because, like, I'm not I'm not trying to draw the, the similarities. But as I talk, I'm sure there are people out there going... This sounds a lot like a certain politician, and I suppose it does in some cases. Like, th- this person that 
feels themselves infallible to some extent, even though they are clearly at fault, at least part of the time. It's this really weird character that I didn't like, and I wasn't drawing those conclusions while I was playing the game. It's just, it's very odd and and interesting to me that I'm so angered by a character that, again, you never meet. That that doesn't happen in most video games. So why did he... Why did he call in Elizabeth? Exactly. That, that's to what I'm create saying. Her like, zero dawns. He 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 knew he fucked up enough to call her, but then he thought he knew better the entire time. Like if you listen to the conversations between her and him, he's always he's always like saying this is like he's always at her like questioning her. She yeah. always overpowers him, but like because she's smarter. Right? Like, she's cleaning up his mess the best as possible. Like, she gets him to pay for Zero Dawn, but then it's like, he just needed to have the last bit of control. And it's like, he thought he knew better. And he didn't. At all. Because all he did was doom society to relive the pain from when the knowledge was... Like, you know, we... We have learned a lot as society. We are, as much as we still have war and violence and stuff, like... It's nowhere near the same amount as it used to be. You know, like, it, it's, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's any cleaner, because people still die and stuff, but, like, look how they're handling, they're sending people to fight in Colosseums still. Like, it's weird that he would think sending us back to, like, the Dark Ages was going to help anything. Because... It doesn't like you've all you've done is remove all the medicine and all the like. He didn't if he if he had said like I'm shutting down, I'm shutting this all down. It would make more sense. But his his response was I've removed all knowledge so people can live and I guess fuck up for centuries again. Like they're not gonna get to the point eventually. And this yeah. problem it's still because now that you've erased this problem from humankind to some extent. Right? Like, your fuck-up is gone from society? No one can learn from that fuck-up. All he's done is made Ted Farrow non-existence in the, uh, you know, annals of history. Like, Yeah, I think you're right. He hasn't actually changed the way things are going to play out. He's just extended that cycle to be longer. And and, and I think he... And, and, and it's just... It's worse so because if you go back and using truth... Choose if you go back and hit, hit, kill Hitler, that Holocaust doesn't happen. But now there's society has not yeah society has not learned from the evil that that and the terror and the destruction that was. So it just it, again it moves the problem. Like you're you're implying that like no one will ever think of this again, and that's unfortunately not true. Okay, it's so. just without the punishment and the and the 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 failures and and the hurt that we learn from, like you're more likely to just make that same mistake. If it's there, you don't want to go through that again. So, for the record, I'm not agreeing with this guy. No, no, <laughs> I, I know playing you're not. devil's I, advocate I, here. <laughs> I understand, and I do understand that that thought process. That 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 like you know, um, we we are cursed to be thinking people you know like does the does a dog go through the same problems as a human 
you know, and then we are so destructive on the environment. I get all that. I do, but, like, you can't get better if you're doomed to repeat the same mistakes. And it's just, it, it's so, and the way he says it, and the way, like, I have to give credit to the actor and the writing, like, he's such a prick. Oh, I've made the decision. Instead of just talking to people about it, he needed to be the one. Like, it, it's, again, it's just this this moment where I went, oh my fucking god, like, I had to sit there and just be like, he just killed a bunch of people. You know, when she said, like, uh, the air rushed out of, or rushed in to the room rather than out of the room. It was like, I guess that's a thing I've never really thought about. Yeah, like, that would be a thing if you opened up a door. Like, you would have air kind of flow in and out. But if the air has been sucked out of the room, the air rushes in because yeah. it's just a vacuum. But... I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to focus on this long, but it's just like, this is the part where it's like, oh, this is this is the part where I went, oh, this is kind of like near, in a sense. Um, you know, humanity's at its end, and it's the, the final decisions of mankind for the future, and it's just how bad we fuck that up. Which is weird, because now we're, we're talking about that, I guess, in real life, too. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting because I, I just finished reading a book. I, I mentioned it to you guys right before we started, but I, I just finished reading a book that was not a very great book, but it was it, – it's it's a book called The Sentient Machine, which is at least somewhat appropriate here. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's by a guy named Amir Hussein, and uh, it's it, – I, I don't – I didn't intend to read it to coincide with playing Horizon Zero Dawn, but it happened to be in my queue, and I finished up the book I read before it, so this just kind of came up, and the more I listened to it, the more I was like, oh, this is – you know, there are certainly some analogs here because it's it's essentially a discussion about artificial intelligence, very, you know, a, a surface-level discussion, but essentially about what what is – AI, what does it mean? You know, what what is the impact if we flash forward ten or twenty years? What impact do we think AI will have? And it focuses a lot on essentially whether or not we should be scared of AI. And he, he talks a lot about how there are a number of people warning against the you know, the potential problems. Like Elon Musk, for example, is, you know, kind of openly anti artificial intelligence. Uh, and he basically is like, that's the wrong way to think about it. We shouldn't be scared of the progress that will come from the development of AI. You know, what we need to do is put the proper safety checks in place, develop it properly so that it doesn't have this sort of an end-of-the-world scenario that happens as soon as AI becomes self-aware. And it was just a you know, reasonably relevant book to be reading alongside Horizon Zero Dawn, and uh, you know, I just—it was an interesting discussion in the book for me, if only along the same lines of a a few years ago. You know, there's the discussion about how much knowledge is too much knowledge, right? Like, should should we progress AI to the point where we lose control of it and it's our greatest creation? Uh, You know, and it and it does whatever it's going to do going forward in the same way that you know we were talking about. When they were sequencing, uh, like the Spanish flu, for example, like do, do we 
do we publish the sequence of crazy viruses? You know, do we want that information out in the hands of anybody who might use it maliciously? And, you know, his point in the book that I, you know, I guess more or less agree with is you can't stop discovery and you can't stop progress. It, there's there's one point in the book where he literally says the only way to stop a you know a malevolent AI is with a is a with a benevolent AI, and I was like holy crap. <laughs> um, but in the same way that he's you know to, in my mind it it harkens back to that virus discussion. You know do you do you not publish a viral sequence because you think somebody may weaponize it? Or do you say, look, this is going to get out there anyway. We need people out there working on it to develop cures for it to compensate for anyone who may work on it, you know, with, you know, with, with bad intentions. So I don't know. All, all of these conversations around how much knowledge is too much knowledge, what are the negative impacts of knowledge, you know, it's all just, you know, an interesting discussion, really. Well, you know, I, would, I wouldn't recommend the book, but it, it did fit with the game. You know what they say about the road to hell. Yeah. And on top of that, you know my stance on AI. I hate it. I don't believe in it. We should stop it. It's different than not believing in it, I guess. Well, I, no, I know it's there, but what I'm saying is, is like, it, human beings are not God. We don't need to be playing it. I just, you know, like binary domain the entire yep. time. Man, we had a great discussion about binary domain. If anybody uh, out there is listening, game. anybody out there listening, go back and listen to those because I think a second episode, we had a great discussion of like, what if I found out, you know, I've been married to my wife for 20 years and I find out she's a machine. Yep. Where, where does humanity live? What What part of that is of value? Yeah. And I don't know what to really say, but I don't like. I'm. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like after like, after <laughs> after the way current events are being handled, which I know dates this episode, but still, it's. I feel like it's a weird thing. I. I. I agree. Like maybe too much knowledge is is a bad thing, but like, I also think like forcing that knowledge into people who cannot handle it is a worse scenario than having that knowledge not or like how should i put it um i was gonna phrase that wrong um i would not force said knowledge into everybody because not everybody can handle it right like we are currently in a virus outbreak and some people handle it well some people don't and it's not dependent on the position of power you have. It's just how you respond to things. And, like, some people are more acquainted with the feelings of paranoia and anxiety than others. And I think they're handling it a bit better. Um, but, like, you know, maybe the issue is that instead of, we like, we know too much about it, but not enough. And that puts people in a sense of fear when if we just had the people who were more able to process the knowledge handling things, like, I think we'd be in a better position. Like, 
I do not know enough about robots that if you were to inundate me with, you know, all the knowledge about AI and robots and stuff, my head would fucking explode. But that's that's just me. Some people are more akin to grabbing that knowledge. Um, and I think the issue is, is that, like, yeah, I don't expect everybody to know everything about anything, everything that's ever happened. Yes, that's going to doom humanity. But, like, having people know certain things... Like, there's a reason why people specialize. You know? And it, people need to... People grab onto certain information. Like, I know stuff about music. Not everybody knows as much about music as I do, and I don't blame them. I don't want to necessarily know as much as I do, but it's really easy for me to grab what other things just isn't. Um, but uh, goddamn, if if you told more people about like stuff that's actually happening, I think some people would have a mental breakdown. So like AI and or like say if tomorrow and I've always I, I've had to change my stance on this. I said if we found out aliens existed, nothing would change. But boy, fucking would it now? Like just knowing how people respond to things. And, like, maybe, and, in, in you know, you played Devil's Advocate earlier, maybe if you erased the past, I guess people would go out there and, and see the world as something new. But I feel like, or they see it with a sense of fear. You have to just give them just the safety amount of knowledge to be okay. And then let people grab onto what they need to. Well, that, it, that brings up the question of who then decides how much knowledge yep. has been given out. And to who? Hmm. See the problem. I think that's part of. I think there's part of. I think that's part part of the partially. I I I think. I understand that point. Um, And who watches the watchers? Yeah, um, the problem with knowledge is, the same person with enough knowledge could save the world, as much as they could destroy it. Which is why this was an interesting book in some ways because his argument is it's going to get out there. You can't stop progress. So you need to invest in it so that when it comes around, you're prepared for it. That doesn't necessarily mean everybody, but whoever you decide is your responsible party that should be investing in that work or research or knowledge should be doing it. I'd argue the... the I feel like a mystery is more interesting than something that's already known. And if you don't want someone to dig, you don't... You, you know what I mean? Like, you just give them enough information to satisfy. There's always going to be someone that digs a little bit further than everybody else, but if you can just satisfy people silence. enough... Si- yes, yeah, silence is worth... Like, He's you, a digger. Not say, it's, it's, it's worse to say nothing than just saying enough. You know, like, on most scenarios. I mean, sometimes it's better off to just say nothing because nothing's going to help you. But, like, it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to think about. And, like, I realize we're getting off track a little bit of the game, but it's, it is, it, it's an in, it, it's an interesting thing that, like, when Nier discusses what is a per what makes a person, and Nier Automata, like, how important is purpose in life? This is an interesting, I feel, third portion. And 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 it's weird because Nier Automata and this game came out within like a month of each other. 
and both, I think, asked important questions. This one being about, like, how important is knowledge? And and it's weird, because it's literally a one part of this game, rather than near, which kind of spreads it out through all of it, but it's like, there is a a a fascinating thing, and this is the this is the type of game I enjoy. Is like I like having these weird conversations, and it's it's weird that we're all kind of thinking differently on this portion of it. Because I thought in my head, like when I saw this moment, um, I was like, "Fuck him!" Like I felt like, "No, you you've doomed us all." And I know that's probably the way you're supposed to feel, but it's like to me, it was a doomed us all because now we can't even learn from our own mistakes. But then you make good points, both of you, that, like, yeah, maybe too much knowledge is a problem as well. So, Well, it's, a, it's, it, it's handled in two different ways. There's the part of logic, which, sure, it makes sense in the logical way that if you erase everything, it won't happen again because we don't have the knowledge to do it again. But then you look at it a different way with hope. And with hope, you hope that we learn from our mistakes. It can go 50 like, like Jurassic Park. I was going to say, I was like, the great thing about Discovery, it's a violent penetrative act that scars everything it explores. <laughs> oh, the rape of the natural world. So anyway, back to the story. <laughs> um, yeah. After we figure all this out, we go back to the little hideout area that Silence has. And Silence is there. And he's he he drops some, some pretty big knowledge bombs on us here. So I have a confession to make. I started the eclipse. <laughs> it wasn't... Oh, by the way... <laughs> From my understanding, it wasn't like he saw this as an evil thing at first, but then it start as he started to realize what was going on, he backed away from it. Well, he didn't realize Hades' intentions, right? He wanted yeah, to he learn more about knowledge. yeah. He just wanted to learn more about the world and the ancient ones, and then he accidentally created a cult, and, which is how it happens yeah. always. I mean, like you. you Suggest to a friend to buy the same pair of Nikes you have, and then you're drinking the same flavor of Kool-Aid. I mean, really. Yep. What's uh, what's the deciding factor between a, a cult and a religion? Time. I was to say matching shoes. Well, um. <laughs> partially. A secret handshake. Waiting but... for the comet. Waiting for the comet to come over, and guns in the basement. Man. I have watched all those tapes. They are fascinating. And very sad. You know they neutered themselves? I'm just saying. <laughs> they did. The joke from Family Guy didn't come from nowhere. Yeah. I, I, I don't watch Family Guy, but... Oh, there's a joke where Meg joins a cult. And... Uh... <sighs> One of the guys says, hey, do you find that girl attractive? No, me neither. Then they high-five, because they're eunuchs. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, enough about Heaven's Gate. Uh, so yeah, uh, Silence comes out and says, look, I I started the eclipse. It, it kind of just accidentally happened. 
I wanted to learn knowledge. I started talking to Hades. Hades started talking to me. He took me out for drinks. One thing led to another, and now we're pregnant. But uh, he essentially got tricked by Hades into kickstarting the reset of the world. <laughs> so, yeah. If it wasn't for him, I would assume Aloy would never have been born. Yeah, I think that's right. So, yeah. Um, do, how, how do you guys take it? So this is one of those little choices where you, you say, ah, you've done enough to help me, so you're okay. Or, why don't you just go screw yourself, man? Uh, I I think I... I, I was thought I picked kind a of, third option. Yeah, I think I picked, like, the... Well, You'll, you, you you'll never, have to spend the rest of your life atoning for this. Yeah, I think that might have... I, I don't remember what I chose. It was kind of unimportant because it was like, sounds really emotionless. So it was like, I don't really think I can hurt his feelings too much. Yeah. Yeah. So. A prick. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, he. Um... Oh, I forgot to mention. There is a. What is this item called? It's in the boardroom. It's like a, a turn off mechanism, like the the, the override, the override that can that can essentially kill Hades. Yeah, so it needed Gaia's override, right? Yeah, like the the master override. Yeah. So we, he gives us his little base, kind of like as a home. I don't really want to live here, but uh, we then strap the override to our staff or our spear and now we have an electric spear for only one it's actually mission. his it's it's actually his sphere uh spear sphere wow spear okay i'm gonna stop repeating that word now <laughs> but it's his it's it's not ours okay gotcha so becomes to be the the beginning of the end um We've already told all the Nora, hey, meet us in Meridian. Something's going to go down there. we got to stop the eclipse from moving Hades to the Spire. Uh, the Spire is essentially the signal tower that will awaken all of the, uh, the ancient machines that do all the eating of the biomass. Yeah, I think initially the spire was built, um, you know, for the same purpose. It's it's basically a transmission point, but it was, you know, part of the setup of the world process. So it was meant to uh, awaken the the right robots. Right, I, I don't think that it, it wasn't built to for support Hades. Hades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Hades was trying to constantly find the spire so it could uh so it could go there or have somebody take it there. So uh this is where I went and got my power armor. Uh that stuff is nice. Yeah, it was a little different playing through it the second time because the first time I played this I never went and got the power armor. Oh. Man, this game would have been a freaking cakewalk for you. If you had that power armor with you. 
Yeah, if I had it the whole game, yeah, certainly. This would this is like an instant win button, pretty much. Well, it's <laughs> it's without without spoiling too much. It's funny because they neuter it as soon as you start the DLC. Oh, really? Yeah, they specifically neuter like your exact light weaver armor. Great. So but, uh, get you get it for two minutes. Oh, <laughs> fucking boo, <laughs> boo! I hate that shit. Just let me play with the thing. God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, um, this power armor is basically the Halo Overshield. So yep. it's it's an extra health bar that goes down. And if it depletes, you will start taking health damage. But it recharges over time and basically shields your health again. But its recharge speed is kind of fast. Just duck behind something for probably four seconds. It's awesome. Which then made everything, the rest of this game, trivial. But it wasn't just the armor that made it trivial. So let's get into it. Let's go to Meridian, shall we? Uh, Going to Meridian... uh, the clips are on their way to the spire. And this is kind of like a, a last stronghold before they reach it. So uh, we get all of pretty much everybody. I mean, it's, uh, all your allies are there to help you with this. And we have a big standoff. Now, I was assuming we would fight bad guy whatever his name is, uh, probably second to the last fight. Uh, no, he's, he's first. And I didn't even realize I was in the boss fight because I dropped down. I'm on a staircase. There is a Deathbringer gun just sitting there. I picked it up and unloaded all the shots into that guy. And he instantly fell over dead. Well, then, <laughs> fuck you. I did. Yeah, I, I did none of that. I struggled with him a bit. I mean, not that it was hard. It just took a while. So this, for some reason, I think the game glitched. Because he stood at the top of the stairs and just stared at me. <laughs> he never came at me. He never did anything. He just stood there. And I just unloaded that machine gun into him. He fell over. And then I get the wonderful cutscene of choosing his fate. I've been using the brain one this entire time. I went with the fist this time. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, the fist line is so good too. Yeah. You are nothing. You are pathetic. You are only chosen because you're an idiot. (laughs) Now you will die. And I'm like, wow. And you will also be forgotten. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be forgotten. <laughs> and she did it. Like, there's something different between a character like this, like let it, like not rescuing somebody versus actively killing them. Oh yeah. And, and the mean, number like, of people we've killed, it shouldn't matter, but you, it's different this one because satisfying. there is more context. Yeah. Satisfying. <laughs> but yeah, fuck I, you, bitch. I, th- that fight lasted all of twenty seconds. Well, mine lasted a little bit longer, but not by much. 
It was just yep. like, pick up the gun. Maybe two minutes, if that. Yeah, he's standing there, and he's just letting me shoot him. I was like, okay, I'll just do this then. I definitely did have to use all of the explosive barrels, and then all of my grenades, and then... Wow. <laughs> stronger. Like, it took a lot of ammo to just to take him out. I don't know what I did at that game. Sometimes this game glitches in my favor. It's done it a couple of times for me. So, um, then the next part is holding off the hordes of Deathbringers, and there's all kinds of stuff coming. Uh, yeah, between the weapon you get and the power armor, not terribly hard, but... Man, the power armor. I did, I, dude, I never even got hurt. Like, my power armor never even went down. And let me tell you something. Killing that guy, the bad guy, and then doing this part, I leveled up three times. <laughs> I ended this game at level 32. I started this last mission at 29. Maybe my game is just officially glitched or something. No, you do. I mean, if you look at no, the... No, I leveled up like three, three or two or three times in the last mid-boss yeah. yeah, Yeah, it's, if for some reason it's set up that way. I don't know if it's, here's an extra push at the end, or it's, now you're amped up for your second playthrough but yeah you get a lot more xp right at the end but you know it's i don't know it's just scaled that way did you hit the level cap map uh is the level cap 50 i think so then yes okay i can't i think it's 50 it's it's funny because like this game um It'll give you. It'll, you'll finish a mission. It'll give you an upgrade point, and then it gives you experience. And then you just, sometimes like I'd be getting like two experience points at the same time. Yeah. All right. Or not experience points, but you know what I mean. Love. Skill points. Skill points. Yeah. 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 Give me a skill point for finishing the mission, and then all of a sudden I get enough experience to level up and get another skill point. So. Never finish a tree. I still haven't. The only tree I finished is the Frozen Wilds tree, because it's the smallest one. Okay. So, I, I have to finish those on the third playthrough, I guess. Matt, have you finished the Frozen Wilds? No, I have not. Okay. I'm only about halfway through it. Gotcha. I, I slowed way down once I realized I wasn't traveling anywhere. I was trying to initially play way ahead, because I was going to miss a week, and be traveling for a week, and then uh, when that fell through, I, you know, I've backed off a little bit. You mean when the pandemic happened? <laughs> no, after, after it happened, I was still planning to travel. <laughs> <laughs> it's when the travel ban happened that I like, like everyone else is Man. locked in. You, you sound like a millennial just going out there and getting your avocado toast. Don't care. <laughs> uh, just thinking if I was going to be stuck anywhere, I'd rather be stuck in Dublin. But There you go. But, uh, yeah, awesome. uh, holding off this guy. So you get this weapon. This weapon is awesome. It shoots six little balls after holding it, um, like charging it for a while. And these balls are like mortars that just wreck stuff. Yeah, it's essentially like my number one weapon in the main game is the grenade slingshot thing. Oh, the slinger? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I use for every boss battle in the regular game, and this is nice because it's like a multi-slinger. So, after holding them all off, um, 
part of the freaking building collapses and she gets knocked out for a while. Uh, gets woken back up and is like, hey, they went past us. They're going toward the spire. As we're running up to the spire, we see that it starts to activate. Uh-oh. Hades is there and he's starting his little... I don't know, awakening thing. Yep. It's amazing before this point just how easy those Deathbringers go down to, given, like, how long they take in some of the other fights. Yeah, like this next one? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, we make it to the top of the spire. Uh, we have... Uh, I have... Um, oh, God. Errand? Errand, yep. Um... I have the war chief and her son with me. Did Owen come back? Because I, I did a lot for that prick. He didn't come back and help me, I don't think. I didn't have Owen with me. Waste of time, that guy. No, was. he did not. Yep. What a fuck. I, apparently you can I have... I went and all... saved his family. Oh, I didn't even do that, so I guess that's why he never came to me. He didn't come to us, so fuck him, fuck him and his fucking family. Yeah. Piece uh, of shit, he's the reason why... <laughs> I'm assuming I heard I heard um, that uh, to the fact or I can't remember where I read it, but I read it somewhere that apparently you can have more allies in this fight depending on what you did. Yeah, uh, I had um, Oland. I had the um, the the. God Aaron. damn it! I'm sorry. I had Erend. I, and his guys. I had a bunch of the people, from the Braves. Yeah. And I had um, some of the, uh, oh God, um, the Winter people. You know who I'm talking about? The Banook? Yes. I had um, from, I, I did a side quest where I helped them find, um, or helped them uh, grieve in peace. And one of those people returned. I had the guy that um, makes cloth and stuff. He was there from the beginning of the game. So, did they help yeah. you out in this last fight, or no? Once you get that gun, everybody else doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, all they do is distract some of the enemies a little bit. No, I'm saying the last fight. Oh. Um... No, I only had um, um, Aaron and uh, the Braves helping me, but I'm going to be honest with you. No, they don't help me. No. So, yeah. Uh, so begins the last fight, which is Hades is slowly awakening all of the machines, which we get a cutscene showing them uh, come to life. R rising from their grave. Yeah. And uh, we have to fight a Deathbringer that is protecting Hades. And man, this Deathbringer is like the longest fight ever. Um, in fact, I did die here once, even with my power armor. And I was like, man, I hope I don't have to start this from the beginning. And hey, you know what? Good on them. They set up a checkpoint when you get it to half health. Starts there. Hmm. So, I was able to finish it off. 
I don't like aiming in this game. I don't like, especially the parts where like I try to overheat it, so I get it. I shoot it with a bunch of fire, like slinger ammo stuff. Get yep. it overheated. So, yeah. And then I try to shoot those little overheating, like cells or whatever, and they're only out for probably about five seconds. I can get maybe one shot off, and I was like, that entire thing I just did was useless. Do you have bullet time? I do have bullet time, but it's so it's so short, I can only get off maybe a, a shot and a half. But, so. I thought I was getting three or four off at least in each... You know, each each round. I may have to like upgrade my tree. I think there is part of the skill tree where it says it lasts longer. Depends on the depends on the bow too. Yeah. If you're using the quick fire bow, which has a little bit less damage and doesn't have the piercing shots, you can fire about three of those in like the shorter time span than you can with the long bow, which you can only pull off like one and a half shots, so you're like half the way through a reload when it turns off. Yeah. Mm. So I did die here once, but was able to take it down eventually. And I figured there would be more bravado at the end here. Because, you know, you got this evil ball looking thing who's trying to destroy the world. And she kind of just walks up to it and stabs it. It's not like a big stab thing. I figured she'd do that. She didn't. She's, kind of she's fairly no-nonsense. Essentially. I mean, she's not the most talkative person. She's not uh, really into speeches. So, stab it, and... It's not, it's not silence. <laughs> he would he, he have taken the time to uh, give his final speech. That's true. His villain speech. But uh, she stabs it, uh, and it sends out an electrical pulse that shocks the living crap out of her. And, um, uh, she, it, what looks like focus vision. She's in like this, I think she's, I don't know. It's like center conscience or something. And it asks for the password for a override. And, um, she yells out Elizabeth Sobek and alpha something. And, uh, it, it accepts it and, Turns off Hades and all the the monsters that were waking up fall to the ground. And that game, the game and ends happily ever after. The game ends pretty quickly right after that. Yep. It's like she, you know, she holds her bow up and like goes yay, and then everybody's cheering, and then it cuts to her. I guess later on, walking around, she finds Elizabeth, Elizabeth Sobeck's house, I assume? Yeah, yep. so when Elizabeth said she was going home, she went to her she, literal home. Yeah. Her, her home and her body are there. And she finds her her dead body in that suit of armor, and it's sitting there in her front yard. And I thought that was a kind of nice ending. Yeah. 
like a weird like finding yourself sort of moment. Yeah, and, and she spent so much of this game looking for her mother, right? So it's you know it's at least some kind of Admin. finality there. Yeah. Now, did you not see the extra cutscene, Drew? Yes, I did. So after so, about five minutes of credits, the final cutscene has uh, some of the tribal members are walking up to the dead body of Hades. She left the uh, she left the staff or the, the the spear inside of it. Doesn't make any fucking sense to me, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the uh, as some of the tribal members are walking up to it, it's it comes to life really quickly, and it shoots out some of that black red signal whatever, and it flies off. And multiple people see it going through the sky, including Silence, who then <laughs> h- holds up what looks like a lantern, and it flies into the lantern. He captures it, and he's like, "Hi, I got you. Remember yeah. me, Eddie? <laughs> I killed your brother. <laughs> I sounded just like this." <laughs> Uh, and so he's like, so we got a lot more discussions to do. Sup, and, bitch? And the, you're going to uh, tell me all your goddamn secrets while I rattle around this fucking lantern that you're that's in. That's right. <laughs> and it zooms out, and it shows silence in the desert, walking toward one of those octopus reaper things. Octopus reaper things. Yeah, I... So... He says it, I believe, in this final uh, final sequence. And who turned you on, or who activated you? Because Silence doesn't know who activated a miter. Nothing should have activated um, Hades. That's what. That's the fascinating part of it. What activated Hades? So that's the reason why when I said, like, hey, maybe what's-his-name's not dead in some sense of a manner, it's very odd that, like Silent says, like, Hades was on when I found him. I, 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 unfortunately the person that gave him all the power, but, like, he was already on. Could he not, could Hades have not been activated just as due course? If this world wasn't the way it was meant to be, the normal Hades function would be to activate, right? You're right, but from my understanding, Gaia... Like, it was only supposed to be activated if Gaia knew something was going wrong. Right? I thought it was if Gaia had done something wrong, or if, you know... I thought it was... Well, it's part of Gaia. And I thought it was like... Oh yeah, if I fuck this up, like I activate this portion of the AI and then it it follows through. Like every part of it was Gaia and somehow that part activated without Gaia really having anything to do with it. So she that's the reason why she made Aloy was because Hades was activated without her permission basically 
so it, the thing is, even then, after after um, the main center of whatever you want to call it is blown to smithereens, Hades was still okay. Like that—that's the thing. Like what made Hades active in in this manner? Like it, and and I I think that's the I mean that's that's you're not supposed to know, but it's just like that's fascinating to me, and the fact that like everybody else that you see in the game in some manner, except for the humans that are unnamed later on, um. It, when you when you go into the the um, uh, mother's whatever heart or whatever, um, everybody that has a name is is clearly stated to have died at some point. The of the old ones, right? Sure. Like Elizabeth has died. Everybody that she got to work on the project has died. Every soldier that you hear about is dead. Like they literally make it clear. Everybody has died. And yet, the only person that you don't ever fully get confirmation of is, um, fucking, uh, what's his name? Um, Pharaoh. Pharaoh. I just find that it's something, something about that's odd to me, especially because in that final sequence, he is talking to someone off, off screen. And part of me wonders if, if he had something to do with, even if he's not alive now, if he had something to do with Hades. Because Hades seemingly wakes up the robots that he made. You know, like, that's kind of odd. Like, why wouldn't it just figure out a different way to destroy everything? I guess the robots are already there, but even then, like, it's just, it's fascinating to me that it can override the robots that override everything. Hmm. That's the part where I'm like, I, I, I'm hoping that if if slash when they do a sequel, they focus on that because if they go too far off and start answering other questions that haven't been posed yet, like I'll be kind of disappointed. Well, we still have the frozen wilds to get through, and and that definitely deals with other um, parts of uh, Gaia. I know that, mm-hmm. but. You know, not not the Hades portion, which is clearly the main problem still. Yeah, it's weird. I, I guess I took it as more of uh, whatever happened to Hades happened so long ago. Because, I, you know, it. I thought when we were getting the history, I think they said that, that it Hades created a virus or had a virus embedded in it that allowed it to dissociate from Gaia. So I didn't think that anything had happened in the near future that gave Hades power. I thought it was something, you know, what? ages ago. Okay. Cause the, my, remember my, like they said, like the robots are getting more ferocious over time. Right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm looking it up just to make sure. Um, Travis Tate was the lead programmer. Um, if Gaius terraforming efforts pr- proved unsuccessful with regard to producing an environment suitable for sustaining life, Meaning that before it even released life into the world, the terraforming portion of it, Hades' function was to reverse the work done, reverting the planet back to its lifeless state. So before people went out into the world, Hades was supposed to activate. 
Yep, so people wouldn't get there until the yeah. world was ready. I wonder if any, this has happened multiple times. Yep. And that's, yeah. In the process, any life that was introduced during the terraforming attempt would be exterminated. Uh, as such, Hades was originally not a true AI, but could instead be considered an extension of Gaia. Hades' last resort failsafe function intrinsically meant that it only became active if required. As the timeline suggested, the terraforming of Earth happened slightly earlier than the Project Zero Dawn team estimated. It's reasonable to assume that Gaia's first terraforming attempt was successful, and that Hades was never required and thus remained inactive. The signal. Nearly 1,000 years after Gaia went online, a signal of unknown origin was transmitted to Gaia Prime, the facility where Gaia was located. The signal activated Hades and turned it into... It turned it and the other subordinate functions to highly advanced, very powerful AIs themselves. Hades sought to reverse Gaia's terraforming efforts and restoration of life to the planet, even though they had been successful. Like, like Silence, Silence says, like, I want to know who sent that signal. Yeah. Because, and, and it's interesting, because, like, the other way that they could take this is aliens, which I would, wouldn't be against, although I would prefer not being that um, yeah, I'm always for aliens, but I don't think they're necessary here. But uh, uh, yeah, see here, here. So even though Wiki makes sure with it, um, he watched Hades as it altered its trajectory and flew straight into the device, which is the weird lantern thing that he's carrying. With a satisfied tone, Silence asked his new prisoner if it remembered him and mused that there was a great deal of information he intended to get from it, such as who sent the signal that awoke it in the first place. Um, and then, uh, let me just see, um, just trying to find the part where it says, like, silence. Um, Hades found refuge in a still functional computer core of the remains of the, uh, Horus, which is the big facility. Uh, or no, sorry, the Horus is the big creature thing. Octopus looking thing. Yeah. Um... Yeah, trapped and unable to move or interact with his environment, Hades began broadcasting a signal in the hope that someone would detect and come to its aid, and the technologically primitive world found itself in, blah, blah, blah. But then Silence came across the signal, because that's what he did. He just researched old-world stuff. So I, I apologize. I thought he put him put it in the um, Horus, but that's incorrect, apparently. But I, I, like I said, like, he was already on, so, like, it's... It, 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 the problem is, is like if you don't like, there's so much information that I feel like everybody pulls out something different out of all the audio logs. Um, but that one was the fascinating part. Was like clearly he was on already. I, I I'm interested to know though, like who sent the signal and like if it's Earth based, like the only person that would have had some reasoning as to why they'd want to do that at all in this world that they've built. He is Ted Farrow. And it could be a, um, oh god, was it, uh, 2021 or whatever, the, the, the last book in the 2001 series is where it's, he's melded himself with the AI. Could be. He could very well be Hades. That too. Like, who's saying this is Hades? Other than, like, it could think itself to be Hades, but it's not. You know, I don't know. It, it, anyways, fascinating stuff. I, I really like this game overall. But more for for the story than I, I would say the gameplay. At times, I felt like there was just a little bit too much game. 
for or or too much game for what they were doing for the most part. Like a lot of empty space. So Yeah. So that is the main game of Horizon Zero Dawn. We are going to play through the Frozen Wilds, which is the expansion for the game. Uh, that'll be our next thing to do. Uh, I do have an email. It comes in from Chad. Let me bring that up. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. He says, holy crap, this snuck up on me. I haven't left the house in a week, and I completely forgot what day it was, so I'll keep it short. Any of y'all notice the changes during the end game based on the side content you completed along the way? There are some differences depending on which side quest you completed. Sometimes you will hear random NPCs talking about how you influenced the world, like I can't believe we finally have a woman sun hawk running the lodge. You wouldn't get that dialogue if you didn't do if you didn't take down the red maw for the lodge. Also, you will have different people join at the Siege of Meridian, depending on how you completed uh, the side quest. Uh, there's even a trophy attached to recruiting all the possible allies. This includes the following, and I'm sure you'll remember every single one of them. This statement is dripping with sarcasm. Uh, Aluki. Elida. I'm already out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already out. <laughs> Erend. Uh, Geneva, uh, Nakoa, Naman, Petra, Sona, Talahana, Tad, Teb. <laughs> Good, I, that one's easy to pronounce. Uthid, uh, Vainsha, and Vari. Uh, so I leave you with two questions. Does the we created giant robot animals to be self-sustaining protectors of the earth with limited self-production capabilities make sense in concept? Or does that only make sense in explaining why things are the way they are in the game? Yeah, and that, that's an interesting question. I mean, it's kind of what we were talking about before is how, how far down that road do you go? And do you assume that progress is good because it's intended to be good? Hard to say. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if we're just talking the robots walking around before they kind of got hostile, I, I don't, I don't suppose there's anything wrong with it other than like, I, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's a weird because one. My, it's it's kind of weird. Future is automated food production, and this is could be somewhat along these lines. Like, I would I would love a future where we don't have to worry about harvesting food and we can automate house making homes for people and providing food for people and automate clothes production and nobody has to do that and it's everybody can have what they need to survive my question is wow that's a that's a very liberal future matt (laughs) what you can just give people money to survive and stuff too I'm being sarcastic. I agree with Matt on everything. Why don't you just a sickle and a hammer then, Matt, huh? Yeah. It's it's been a change from the way I used to, I think, certainly. But 
you know, it's just the idea, you know, I my job literally right now is automation, so call me a little bit biased. Um but you know, if the if the world's population keeps going up and things get more and more automated, we have to find a way to handle a society where some portion of it doesn't work because there just aren't enough jobs to go around. Yeah, I, how, I, how, how do you handle a society like that? I, don't I, 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 I agree with you on that. Um, I mean, it's uh, it is interesting to think though that it would be like robotic animals doing that. Yeah, you know, so, uh, yeah. It's less, it's less ugly than a, a, a. It's better than an ugly ass fucking building in the middle of nowhere, I suppose. Um, I think you should. Uh, it's not the whole game, but I think you should look into a really good section of Titanfall Two, where they are showing you how they are building the houses for people, and it's all yeah. automated, and <laughs> it's one of the most stylish things I've ever seen. That whole video game is really good, and you should play it, but. Uh, just because you mentioned automated building of houses, like that whole se- there's a whole sequence where you are they're building a house around you. I've watched videos of them 3D printing houses many times. So, but uh, I've played Titanfall one, but I'll have to get to two still. So to go back to the question at hand, we made organic humans. Why didn't we just stick to making organic animals rather than robotic animals? I think the robotic animals were there to... uh, I think the robotic animals were there before they were going to introduce other animals. Like, the only thing that survived are the small animals that you kill now and then, right? Yeah, but I mean, couldn't Gaia just make, you know... Elephants. We're, we're, I, if, I agree with you. I feel like you have to give it some credit that there's got to be like any science fiction. There's going to be a part where it all just kind of seems like magic. So okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I understand though. Like I think. I think part of it, more so than anything, was because it makes a good game if you get to shoot parts off of a robot. Yeah. So the dinosaurs. To, to answer oh. Chad's question. To me, no, it does not make any sense. <laughs> it's it's there to to explain why things are the way they are. Uh, second question: What are we playing after Hearts of Stone? But nobody jumped in question. all at once. <laughs> it's a good question. It is a good question. Um, I'm not entirely sure. we got to get through the Frozen Wilds, which is probably going to be a week. And then Hearts of Stone, possibly two weeks, depending. Yeah. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two weeks. <laughs> All right. Now I've had a laugh at that. Um, I mean, I I'll, I have already said, I'll just join you if it's something that uh, I have and that I've been wanting to play. Otherwise, I expect you to go on without me. I say we we give it another week to think about it. Um, I know Chad, you had had a pretty good timeline wrap up of everything that we could possibly do. Um, there's only one hole in that timeline, which was uh, you hit everything except one thing that we had had on the list, which was Vampire the Masquerade. Um, 
Matt, I, I tell you what, we'll, we'll, why don't we discuss this? I don't know if the Frozen Wilds is going to be that long to discuss. It could be. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I what? I don't think it's going to be two weeks worth of game or two weeks worth of discussion. No, no, no. Um, Especially when we spent most of this episode arguing the benefits of knowledge and AI. Yeah, it shows you how much story there probably was here. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get back to that question. I'm not entirely sure, but um, yeah. So we know what we're doing next week. We're doing the Frozen Wilds. I know a lot of people are waiting for us to get there so they can play along with us and tell us about it. So make sure you send the email. You can email me at drew at ztgd.com. You can also tweet to us. I am at DMO Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But this has been an hour and 46 long episode. Anthony, you're going to have to go to work soon, right? Yeah, you know it. Yep. Got so, another nine minutes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to take off. But I appreciate everybody listening. Until next time, I am Drew, and I'm Matt, and I accidentally hit the mute button there. I'm Anthony. <laughs> there you go. And we're out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. Stay safe out there, guys. And we'll be back next week with Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds. Mm-hmm.